1: This is an Intel Studios production that is enhanced with Intel technology. To see pictures, articles, and links of what's being discussed, download the Intel app by going to entale.com.
2: We are live.
1: So I've noticed that you just go, I'm going to press record, and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, I'm not ready. I am ready. I'm ready. Okay,
2: well, I'm ready. You're a bit loud there. Well, you? I was you're a bit peaking. loud, because I was screaming. Input level. Let me reduce you slightly. No, don't yeah. reduce me too much. Yeah. Okay. There. That should be about right. You won't be peaking, as the uh, <laughs> as the experts say. Um, how are you? How are you feeling? What's going down? I mean, bear in mind that it is the twenty third of March, twenty twenty.
1: This is a bit like a therapy session because actually we have not sat face to face and done this, like to your eyeballs. Yeah. We have bit. maybe done this at a table with mm-hmm. food or whatever, but actually just looking across the table, I haven't really...
2: Yeah, yeah, it's quite, um, it's quite weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's mm. different. It's like a job interview. Yeah. So what But
1: are, there's what no jobs. <laughs> 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 Jesus, I know.
2: I mean... Every single bit of work I had has been taken from my diary. Me too. It's been cancelled or postponed. It's quite, it's really weird, it's isn't sobering. it? sobering. Yeah.
1: It's sobering.
2: I mean, best not to think about it, right? Yeah. Just to get your head down and, um, and see what happens.
1: And also, I guess, to know that everybody is in the same boat. And I keep thinking about that. Look, you know, you're worried, I'm worried, everybody's worried. Mm-hmm. Everybody is terrified, and it doesn't really matter where you come from, what you look like, what sex you are. Mm. Everybody's worried.
2: It's a great equalizer. Yeah. It? I like the the briefings, the daily briefings. The, they seem they're loaded. Helpful. They're loaded with information. Mm. Um, like or hate Boris Johnson, mm. the experts that he seems to bring on, whether it's the chief medical officer or, or the lady he had on yesterday, the oh, deputy. She was, she was amazing. She was the deputy chief medical officer. She was fantastic.
1: Oh, she, she's. Go yeah, faces that oh,
2: definitely. You feel like there's no bullshit, like mm. it's it's information that might be being drip-fed to, drip to us, but it seems appropriately drip-fed, I think. Mm. So it is good to get those briefings. I think it's a great idea to do it daily and mm. um, I feel sufficiently updated by them. Obviously, this podcast, we want to keep uh, doing it, one, because it's quite good fun, and two, we'd like to suggest things perhaps you could do at home, While you're stuck inside or things you could read or things you could watch. So, yeah, what have you got for me?
1: Well, I'm quite excited about this first one. Uh I've dipped my toe into an area that I have never dipped my toe in before. I'm going to tell you why I dipped my toe in this area. Okay. So, firstly, I'd like to say this product is available online. I think you can go straight to the maker of this product Mm -hmm. and buy it from her and they deliver it. Okay. Still at the moment okay but so my friend joe came around to see me the other day um you know joe mm-hmm. she is really pretty mm-hmm. and really vivacious and there's just something about her and i always say to her god i mean she's nearly my age mm-hmm. she just always looks fabulous <laughs> and i think that Obviously, she's got a certain kind of zest for life. She really loves living, partying. She's so exciting to be around. I looked at her the other day and I thought, are you, are you tanned?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I said, "Joe, are you brown? Do you do, you do sunbeds? Because it looked so real. Yeah. She said, oh, no, I don't do sunbeds anymore. Terrible for the skin. She said, it's fake tan. I said, what on your face? Like I always think fake tan on the face is a very, very dangerous mm-hmm. area to go Okay. because you can get blotchy, you can look a bit orange. It all kind of mm-hmm. could go very badly wrong. She said, I've, I use this kind of process. It's by Amanda Harrington. There's a whole shebang you can get. So I said, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get it. I'm going to try it. And I'm going to review it. So okay. I went online and um, I bought like the sort of startup face-, mm-hmm. face tan kit. And the face tan kit, I've taken photos of it, so I'll post them online. So there's advanced glycolic facial pads, retexturizing, brightening and hydrating. I'm going to tell you a bit about Amanda Harrington in a minute. Because okay, I want to know. She believes that the preparation for your fake tan and what you do to your skin before you apply it Mm -hmm. is as important as the way you apply the fake tan. It is not going to go on right if your skin isn't ready to absorb it. Okay. So these glycolic facial pads are to, and they're made from biodegradable cotton, Mm -hmm. are to uh, retexturize, brighten, and hydrate. Um, So that's the kind of before prepping. Yeah. Yeah. And then also she's got Miracle Moisture Cream, which is age-defying and radiant skin.
2: So these two things aren't for tanning. These are pre preparation. These
1: are pre-prep. This is pre. Okay. And, and the moisturizer is post. Okay. Um, and it says, the moisturizer says apply to the face and neck in the morning and evening to maintain your sun-kissed glow. So I think that it might potentially have a hint of
2: tanning something in
1: there. Something okay. in there. But then it comes with a pair of gloves, very handy in these times.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, yes. <laughs>
1: you, can, you can multi-tool with your latex gloves. And this, it comes in a black bottle. It's the Face Mist, and it's illuminating bronzing mist with collagen and CQ10. I've got no idea what that is. Mm-hmm. And I went for Natural Olive, which is actually the darkest colour you can get. Okay. Because I have very uh, olive skin anyway. Mm. And olive skin is that skin that tans... Very easily, it's got a hint of red to it. Very dark, I've got very dark brown eyes, and a brush.
2: Yeah, it's like a shaving brush.
1: Yeah, so it's like a shaving brush, uh-huh. and it also comes, which I really liked, with a little sachet of um brush wash.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Um, I mean, basically, you could use anything, but it it's yes. quite but it feels nice. It is, got that feels like soft feels to it feels classy. This yeah. all looks classy to me, mm-hmm. so. What you do is you prep your face. I mean, I did a little scrub. Mm-hmm. I did, I used the um, glycolic facial pads. Then you spray some of the Amanda Harrington face mist on mm-hmm. the brush and you buff it yep. onto your face. Now, you noticed a difference the other day.
2: Oh, yes, completely. Didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sent me a Marco Polo or a FaceTime or something like that. And I thought, what's happened to her? She looks radiant. And, uh, and then you said, I've done the fake tan. I was <laughs> like, bloody but, hell. But
1: you see, what's interesting, and I, I know, listen, I, I want to be completely upfront. Yeah. I am a paid ambassador yes. for Garnier. Yeah. Let's just get that out there. We I know. Mean, if you didn't know that, yeah. where have you been? Have... <laughs> I, I've been working with Garnier for absolutely years. Mm. Um, And I'm paid to advertise their their hair, hair colour, yeah. Um, Garnier Nutrice. But... Obviously, because I work with them, they send me
2: everything. Can I just say, in the interest of balance, here is that I'm I'm also a paid ambassador for Clarol's Nice and Easy.
1: Okay, perfect. There (laughs) we go, it's all out there.
2: It's all out there, yeah, yeah.
1: And other hair colorants are available. Uh, Yes. But this is a product that Mm. they send me that I use and you use on our bodies. Mm -hmm. Well, no, actually, you don't use it on your body.
2: I don't, even though it's called Summer Body.
1: You use it on your face. I will
2: put this on my face if I'm going to be on the television or anything.
1: I think it smells too strong.
2: It does smell strong. but I'd um, go
1: Amanda Harrington for your face.
2: But the the cost difference is enormous because the Garnier I steal from you and the Amanda Harrington is how much?
1: Yes, but the Amanda Harrington will give you... A more natural look, I think. You reckon? Yes. I mean, really, you need one or two sprays of that. This will last you forever.
2: What, well, that's it? That's the face? Ta- that's the fake tan in that bottle? Yes. Oh, I thought it came with some kind of machinery, like you airbrushed it onto no, your face. No, that's it. You just spray that onto your face?
1: No, you spray it onto the brush. Okay, you
2: spray it onto the brush. Sorry, I have been listening. You haven't been I listening. I have been listening. I'm just thinking about
1: what... Covid. I, I was going to
2: say <laughs> The covids is gamey town. <laughs> um, so you just spray that onto the brush and yes. you paint it onto you your buff face. Buffet.
1: And you laughed at me when I said Buffett, and I thought, yeah, oh, well, he's really listening. I just was thinking but you weren't about, listening. I, I was thinking, you were about, thinking about Warren Buffett. I was thinking
2: about Warren Buffett. Oh my
1: god, men! I know.
2: And then I was thinking about food that was laid out where you could go and pick your own food. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about a buffet <laughs> and how much I love a breakfast buffet. <laughs> And I thought, I don't know what Do she's you know, talking Can about? I tell you something yeah.
1: really funny? Yeah. I knew I'd lost you.
2: Yeah, my eyes went.
1: You went. I lost mm. you. Yeah. There's some there's I can't tell you how
2: people know um, when I've gone.
1: It's I can't tell you how like disheartening it is when I lose you. Like I know <laughs> that the words that I'm using are not enough to keep you yeah. entertained. It's rich. Re- oh, but I, so I in the back of my head mm. I was thinking there are going to be thousands of women listening to every word I say yeah, because yeah. this is a great product. And I have posted a before and after picture straight after your face. I applied it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take another picture after this podcast because it's about six hours since okay. I've applied it. So you can see how it's developed.
2: And if you're listening on the Entail app, which we'd highly recommend, you we will be getting these pictures fed to your smartphone right now. If you're not listening on the Entail app, go and download Entail and it's an interactive podcast, so you can see exactly what it is we're reviewing, and there'll be links to click on for more information and things like that. And
1: you can listen to me, even though Michael doesn't.
2: Uh, I, I was listening. It's just a, <laughs> the word buffet, bu- buff, buffet, buffet. 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 had just kind of sent me in a wormhole. But I'm you out of it now. On. I'm out but of it, it now.
1: But I didn't say Buffet. I said you buff it on Yeah, but yeah. you
2: said Buffet. Yeah, okay. Yes, uh, um,
1: I so I want to tell you about Amanda Harrington, because she's interesting. Please. She calls it the Amanda Harriton technique because she is a a makeup artist and she started as a makeup and body artist. Did you know there was such a thing as a body artist? I didn't. In movies, Mm -hmm. um, so she worked on um, Tomb Raider, Lara Croft. Oh, yeah. And in movies, she sculpts abs on. Oh, Okay. So she will do shading and stuff. You know, like, um, you don't know anything about the Kardashians, as I ascertained yesterday. Yeah, I
2: don't know anything about them. I had to give him
1: a full lowdown Mm -hmm. on every Kardashian.
2: Why is there so many of them? There's
1: a lot. Chris was like, busy, that's the momager. Okay. Anyway, they sculpt their face with shading Mm -hmm. and they shade their noses. Basically, Amanda Harrington does that with stomachs. Okay. Faces, necks, cleavages. Mm-hmm. She can shape your cleavage and everything. So she transforms bodies on film sets, but okay. she also went on tour with the Rolling Stones. Wow. Yes. She, I mean, what's she contouring there? Yeah.
2: Well, I've literally no idea. I mean, like, I
1: love wrinkles. it. Ring- yeah. yeah. So the tanning with the brushes. She also has a business called In Parlour. By the way, she's gorgeous.
2: Oh, how old?
1: Yeah, but nowadays it's like, mm, 30, 60, I mean, I,
2: I realise that it's just that you mentioned the Rolling Stones, and I'm thinking, God, has she been around since the? She 60s has been a, a
1: makeup artist and body contour artist for fifteen years. Okay, so but not that long she time. is not. So she is, I don't know, thirty-five. Okay, forty. But you don't know forty. No, no okay. idea. Okay. Um, but she's one of those people that just, you know, yeah, yeah. Could, is ageless. Yeah. But she started the, this other business up, which is called In Parlor. Um, which nobody will be doing for uh, at least a year, I reckon, where somebody will come around to your house and sculpt you with tanning stuff. How oh, really? weird is that? What,
0: like literally sculpt. Scu-
1: your cleavage yeah, or some sculpt everything. Hilarious. Okay. Anyway, Blood she there, supports the British Skin Foundation, mm-hmm. um, which I think is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, fake tanning is brilliant for yeah. your skin. And I'm just going to tell you some prices. Okay, good. The. Pre-colour primer, which is like a sort of thing to get ready for mm-hmm. your, your colour, is £22. A body mousse is £36, but you would get a lot of, lot of usage out of that. The brush is expensive. Okay. All of these things with the brush is £85. Quid. Okay. So all of this stuff together with the brush. Okay. The body scrub is £22. The moisture cream, this one is 28 pounds so it's all very expensive but what you really just want is the tan right is the face mist okay face bronzing mist 28 pounds
2: 28 pounds for the tan. okay and what how many fluid ounces isn't that does it say
1: 75 mil but i mean i've i've used uh, both times when i've done my face and i think i'm brown enough you don't want to go browner than this and if you did have a slight tan Mm -hmm. it would just accentuate your tan okay Um, Okay,
2: good, because I like that. I like if I've got a tan and then I put a bit of the Garnier Summer Body on my face. It just gives me like an extra half hour, you know.
1: It's so interesting you put it on your face. I only put that on my body.
2: Yeah, well it's called Summer Body and you are a very compliant person. I'm such a compliant person.
1: I'm using Summer Body at the moment Mm -hmm. to make myself feel better. And this is why I'm talking about this Mm. now, because having a bit of a tan, Mm -hmm. if you're locked up indoors, does make yourself feel a bit better. Summer Body gives a very natural, much more natural than any fake tan I've ever tried on my body. I've tried it like once or twice. Mm. I look terrible with fake tan. Summer Body gives me a much more natural glow. Mm. But I wouldn't put it on my face.
2: Summer Summer body no. you would put on your face?
1: I've always just kind of let my face get a little bit of... And thin. is that
2: just because of the smell? Yeah. Okay. It does have quite a, a smell it's to just,
1: it. I like the smell on my body. Yeah, I just don't like the on smell on my face for some reason. Like
2: yeah. Well, yeah, if I'm on the TV or, or anything like that, the day before I go on the telly box, I'll put some summer body on my face. I do have the occasional sunbed, I would say about once a month or something like that. I'll go on for six minutes just to give me a little boost. Not in the summer, really, because I do spend a lot of time outdoors, but in you the You know winter, how
1: I feel about that.
2: I do know how you feel about that, but I did read some government guidelines about it, and I'm way, way under the government guidelines for sunbed use. But um, if they're that bad, it's because I want I want
1: you to stay safe. That's all.
2: Yeah, you just want me to look as young as possible, but I am getting <laughs> older by the bloody minute. Um, yes, okay. So Amanda Harrington face mist, what out of ten? Do you uh, think?
1: At the moment, I have to give it an absolute nine out of ten. I I wow. think it's expensive. Yeah, yeah. It's still. I mean, as you may be noticing on this podcast, I do seem to choose things to review that are
2: yeah. like,
1: really expensive. I'm sorry about that. but
2: I, I'm about to review Vimto for instance. <laughs> <laughs> it's two litres for a quid. <laughs> But
1: if you're gonna get yourself a treat or as a present for somebody or to put on a birthday list I cannot recommend it high enough. I like the brush. I like the way that you apply it I think it gives you a very nice natural overall look. Mm -hmm. It doesn't smell at all It's a really
2: really good product. I'm gonna try it out maybe tonight.
1: Yeah, try it tonight I
2: mean, I've got a bit of a tan already.
1: It won't it be a bit hard to do that with a beard?
2: Well, let's find out whether okay. it's any good for the bearded ladies or not. Oh, my not. God, I'm so excited. to see, if it gets clecks cl- in the beard. Can I play? Can we I mean? do it? Uh, no, I don't think so. I'll do oh. it. I don't want, oh. to. don't want you to mess it up, you know. Okay, I've got a few things. First of all, on the last podcast, I asked you to try out a hairbrush <gasps> called The Revamp. Uh, let me find out exactly no, what wait. it's called. No, wait, I mean... Yeah.
1: Okay, I'm going to shut up. No, no, s- you, okay, shall I talk about it? it? Yeah. So, we, we talked about it on the last podcast and we said, oh, tomorrow I'm going to go and film for Long Lost Family and I'm going to try it out myself and see if uh, it makes a difference. I mean, I have never experienced feedback like it from Long Lost Family. Mm. Everybody was like, oh, I mean, unless you've done my hair yeah, for yeah, a job course, the day before or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. But, to do it myself and to wake up the next morning and go to work and for people to go, wow, your hair looks so nice. Mm. I couldn't believe it. I was really genuinely upset when you took it with you.
2: Yes, well, it's the only one I've got. And I'm, I'm going to buy one. It's a very weird old-fashioned device. they like what we could call a hot brush in the 70s. It's like a big fat tong, hot tong, with a kind of ceramic barrel. And then it has bristles coming out of it. But the bristles retract so your hair doesn't get tied up in it. It doesn't rotate or spin round or evolve or anything like that. It's called the Pro Gloss Perfect Finish Heated Hair Styling Brush. And it's on revamphair.com. $49.99. Um, and essentially you just you use it on dry hair and you just brush your hair with it. And then obviously you can roll it up like you were using a normal That's brush. That's
1: what I really liked about yeah. it because it gave a little bit of natural body
2: and a bit of a wave and a or something tiny like that. bit of a wave yeah.
1: but not, and then not then it, too much
2: and then it you you flick the lever and the and all the bristles retract into the barrel any hairdressers listening to this will be like oh god yeah it's one of those old-fashioned hairbrushes things but it weirdly works well and even if you want to straighten your hair if you just brush it through your hair you'll get a straightening effect from it I had reviewed it on This Morning a few months ago, and they gave it me to keep, and I've used it several times, like on shoots, just to quickly smooth out hair a bit. Sometimes I haven't got any time to do a full job. It is brilliant, right?
1: I mean, unbelievably good. And I've told, so on this job, we had Rosie, and she was like, I need to get that brush, tell me what it is, Mm. I'm going to buy it right now. I mean, honestly, it was that good, people noticed that much. Yeah, so I'm giving, that a, I'm giving that a 10 out of 10. 10, oh. 10 out of 10 because I have to buy one. Oh, hi, Tilly. That's my daughter.
2: Good. Okay, so you can have a little look. And again, if you're watching on the Intel app, click on the link. and You'll be able to see where you can get them from. The thing I'm going to talk to you about yes. is a song which you know. Oh, yeah. It was produced by Baz Luhrmann, and it's called Everybody's Free to Wear Sunscreen.
0: Enjoy the power and beauty of your youth. Oh, never mind you will not understand the power and beauty of your youth until they've faded but trust me in 20 years you look back at photos of yourself and recall in a way you can't grasp now how much possibility lay before you and how fabulous you really looked
1: you oh yes now you, I I know that song yeah
2: you know the song it was hugely popular but there's a story behind the song which you don't know yes. What I would say to people is you could pause this podcast now and you could go and listen to Everybody's Free to Wear Sunscreen by Baz Luhrmann. Yes. But it's essentially a speech that was given supposedly uh, at a university, at the University of MIT in 1997, when Baz Luhrmann and his producer friend were thinking about making an album of all the music that they've used in Romeo and Juliet and some other films that they'd made. They wanted to put this together. And they were looking for one kind of spoken word song and there was an email, like a viral email, that was floating around with these words on it. And it had been attributed to a, um, an author called Kurt Vonnegut.
1: I love Kurt Vonnegut. Do you? Do yeah. you know him?
2: So I'd never yeah. really heard of him before, but he seems like he's yeah. quite a prolific writer. Is that the case?
1: An, an amazing mind, very intelligent guy, great speaker, great thinker. So you, you will love his stuff.
2: I, I thought so, yeah. yeah. So there's, he wrote a very famous book called Slaughterhouse-Five, yes. and lots of people have talked about this book. Anyway, this viral email went around, and he'd been credited as the writer of this thing. So Baz Luhrmann thought, well, the words are absolutely brilliant, and if you've listened to the song so far, you'll, uh, you'll know what it is. I mean, it, it's, it's full of wonderful inspiration about how to conduct yourself throughout your life. And there's lots of things about relationships and how mm. to look after yourself properly, and the things that are important, and how important your family is, and your parents are, and flossing, other. flossing, dancing, singing. I mean, it is just a brilliant, profound bit of work. So anyway, they got in touch with um, Kurt um, Vonnegut. Vonnegut and asked if they could buy the rights to these words, and he laughed at them and said, "They're not my words. I never wrote these." Oh. They said, really? Like, And he said, yeah. Well, he said, I wish I had written them because it's so beautifully written and it seems to be a credit to me, but, but it's nothing to do with me, actually. I don't know where it's come from. And then they went to speak to all the students at MIT in the year of 1997 to find out who it was that spoke at their graduation. Oh, wow. Now, these people at this graduation said there was no speech <gasps> by Kurt Vonnegut at our graduation. And in fact, our speech was done by Kofi Annan. And he said it wasn't funny or profound or interesting or anything. In fact, I can't even remember what Kofi Annan said. But he did the speech at MIT in 1997, not Kurt Vonnegut. And these are not the words that were said. Oh, yeah. Right. So quite interesting. Now, um, Basil Lerman at this point was thinking, well, um, I'm not entirely sure how to go about this. So they searched and searched and searched the Internet.
1: But no. is this because he's got, to get the right, he's got to get permission to put the words? Oh, I see. Somebody it's like has a written copyright. these words. It's
2: a copyright problem. They can't publish these words right. or make a song out of it without finding the original source. Anyway, they eventually do find the original source. And it's a lady who writes a comment column for the Chicago Tribune newspaper. And um, I can't quite remember her name, but I'm going to put you onto something that's going to expose all this to you and you can find out a bit more about it. But she was a columnist at the Chicago Tribune and she was desperately in need of trying to write a column because she wrote a weekly column and every week she had to think of something else. You're enjoying this, by the way. I'm
1: loving it. It's like a mystery. Yeah,
2: right? It's a total mystery. Anyway, she's walking home from work one day, desperately trying to work out what to write and she sees a girl sunbathing in a garden. And she thinks that 17-year-old girl there should really wear sunscreen. And then she thought about herself. She was in her 40s and she thought... What would I like to say to my younger self? The first thing is wear sunscreen. Because oh my skin my
1: God.
2: ties into Amanda Harrington quite yes. well, right? She goes home and writes this column. The first thing she writes is wear sunscreen. And then she offers a whole bunch of advice in this column to young people growing up. And of course you'll know the first verse, which is enjoy the power and beauty of your youth. Oh never mind, you'll never understand understand the power and beauty of your youth until they've faded. But trust me. In 20 years' time, you'll look back at photos of yourself and recall in a way that you can't grasp right now how much possibility lay before you and how fabulous you really looked. You are not as fat as you imagine. Now, what's really interesting, I think, about that first paragraph is that when you think about those words, mm. those are not the words a man would write no. at all. Um, but
1: also what's interesting mm. is, did they know all of this when they got a man to narrate it? No,
2: well... They eventually tracked down this, uh, this woman and she can't quite believe it. But the other thing that she's getting endlessly is a whole bunch of emails to say that she has plagiarised Kurt Vonnegut's work.
1: Oh, I see. A- and this is a
2: big problem for her because it's the worst crime a journalist could commit the to plagiarise somebody yeah. else's work to the point where she's getting that much abuse for it. She's starting to think that maybe she has subconsciously stolen his work. So, you manages to, this is a movie. Yeah. so she manages to get in touch with him to say, oh. I don't really know what to say, but ha- have I done this? And he, he, he calls her up and says, you haven't done this. Oh. He said, it's not my work. I mean, can work. I just say, yeah. as a
1: journalist, Kurt Vonnegut phoning you up. Yeah, right. Amazing. Yeah.
2: So he then says, look, it, it, it's, not, uh, it's nothing to do with me, but well done. I mean, it's absolutely superbly written. So um, she obviously gives Baz Luhrmann and his producer friend the, the, the rights to this song and said, well, do what you like with it. You know, like, I, I hope, I hope it, it's of use to you. And they decide that they want a Kurt Vonnegut-type voice to, to do it. There's an idea that Baz Luhrmann did it, and everybody thinks it's, a, it's Baz Luhrmann's voice, but it's not. But what they do in the end, weirdly, is get an impersonator, a voiceover impersonator... To, to impersonate Kurt Vonnegut. Impersonate Kind of Kurt Vonnegut, but some kind of American authoritative older figure. And Who what,
1: sounds like he's been around the block a couple of times. Yes. And I know what I'm talking about. And I'm going to reassure you that this is what it's yeah. all about.
2: Now, the guy they choose is a guy in his mid-30s. He's a young, totally young dude no, of a guy.
1: I thought he was like 50s. Yeah.
2: And he can do like a hundred different voices. Oh. A complete... Like... The most amazing voices, and I'm going to put you onto a documentary where you can, you can listen to this. But he does, they get him to do David Attenborough, and they get him to do Donald Trump. And you listen, and you would just think it's David Attenborough and Donald Trump. So it, I know there's good voiceover artists in Britain, but I've never heard anybody as good as this guy.
1: Is he English?
2: Uh, no, he's Australian. He's called Lee Perry. And he weirdly narrates the documentary that you're listening to about this, this is where I got this information from. And then they get him to do the voice, basically. So... They said, oh, can you make it sound a bit older, a bit more authoritative? And he basically just invents this voice, and then he delivers the speech. But of course, it's now not 1997 anymore. It's now 1998. So they go, well, do the original, which is 1997. So he says, ladies and gentlemen, from the class of 99. That's what—that's the original one, is 99. But they do 97, 98, 99, 2000, 2001. Because they have no idea when the song is going to go out. They just... So they slot in all these different years, which I thought was absolutely fascinating. And then they get him to read it out. And it's just how incredible. many? Do you know
1: how many um, copies it sold?
2: Uh, it went to number one around the, the globe yeah. and was translated into something like 35 different languages. It became a huge hit and it's seven minutes long. Now, they didn't think it would get any airplay anywhere. And he offered it to some Australian radio stations that all turned it down but Baz Luhrmann went to an arts show one night and decided he would give them a song to play on this art show and give them an interview about his work and they played the song and the phones did not stop ringing non-stop for people to find out what the song was so they played it on the breakfast show the following morning and then the following week he went to America and did the same thing in California he did an arts show, got them to play the song and the same thing happened
1: across oh my the world my goodness
2: It is a fantastic story about an utterly brilliant piece of art. And what's brilliant about it is that it was just written by this girl on a whim one day. Now, as you know, I I love the talks of Jordan Peterson. And there's one thing he says in one of his talks, which is, is, uh, don't underestimate the power of your words. Information propagates in a network manner. And I don't think there's any better example of this, that there's a woman who wrote this really interesting piece and eventually the world got to hear it just through a series of networking
1: For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. It's an
2: absolutely but brilliant involuntary story.
1: networking. I mean, it was networking without her even being aware that it was being Completely. networked. She. But-
2: the idea, By the time I guess it that... had
1: got back to her, mm-hmm. they'd already talked to Kurt Vonnegut and the class of '99 mm-hmm. and everybody else. How but mad is that?
2: Once you put it out there, it is out there. Yes. And I guess the, the, the theory is be careful what you say because it does potentially go everywhere, you know.
1: In Narcotics Anonymous, they've got a lovely saying, be careful what you pray for.
2: Yeah, well, it's probably a similar thing. Because, similar you know, feeling, you put right? your
1: words out there and you ask for something and sometimes it happens and you've got to prepare yourself for that that been the case? What's it called, the documentary? So, the
2: documentary is, if you go into the BBC Sounds app, it's called uh, The Sunscreen Song, The Class of 99. It's about a 45-minute documentary. It roughly covers everything I says, but I'll give you a lot more detail. And it's interviews with all the people in it. Mary, who wrote the words. Kurt Vonnegut, Baz Luhrmann. Wow. And Lee Perry, who does all the voices.
1: Kurt Vonnegut's got a great voice. Right? Uh,
2: yes, well, I think you hear him in the doc. But Lee Perry is the one that really... I'm not sure. Does something in this doc where you go, oh my God. Because what essentially it's done is it's fooled everybody into thinking it's this,
1: he this speech,
2: but also that it's it's the class of 99's uh, graduation speech. The whole thing's not at all. And the amount of people I've met that have told me that's what it is, it was so nice to kind of hear this, this strange story around it.
1: As I suspected, Kurt Vonnegut sadly died yes. on the 11th of April 2007.
2: Oh. Yeah. Anyway, listen to the song, first of all. I know most people have heard it, but if you've not listened to it again, there's also some fantastic anecdotal stories in there of people who grew up gay in a kind of white conservative town and the song absolutely saved their lives. Oh. Or people, you know, went through some terrible times with their family or whatever and just kept it as a little shining beacon of hope to get through I mean, some of the worst times in My kids have life. listened to it, of yours. Oh, yes, totally, yeah. totally. And I it's, listen to it regularly. I, me I too. Absolutely it's love one
1: it. of those ones you can kind of need to like, re listen to mm. once a year.
2: I think my favourite lyric in it is there's a bit at the end about be careful whose advice you buy, but be patient with those who supply it. Advice is a form of nostalgia. Dispensing it is a way of fishing the past from the disposal, wiping it off and painting over the ugly parts and recycling it for more than it's worth. And I think it's so interesting that, that people often want to give you advice not, and it's not necessarily the right advice, but they're just desperate to kind of rehash some anecdote that they've got to give mm. you, that's of no value, really. So you do have to be careful, I think, with some, some advice you get from some people because it's, it's motivated, not necessarily from the right place. It's a brilliant song. Uh, it Can is I really good. Can I also say, yes. I'm going
1: to slow, yep. slow clap you, well done. Oh. Because that was not from Netflix. Yes, I know. <laughs> I mean, yeah,
2: OK, I've stopped watching Netflix for the time being. I can't watch any more TV, it's driving me mad.
1: Um, isn't that interesting that not long into COVID, um, mm-hmm. I too have slightly, you know, I watch a little bit of telly, but it's not that I haven't got that desperate thirst for television because no. I'm working non-stop. Now I just want to do stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah I feel the same. Like now funny. now watching TV has been imposed on me. I don't want to do it. Can we very quickly talk about Knives Out?
1: Well, I was going to say that should be our next port of call because mm-hmm. we both watched a movie last night very rarely do I get given free reign of the television choices but mm. last night I did my family you everybody said you can watch whatever you want and uh, nobody else gets to choose and I didn't torture anybody with yeah. you know Pocahontas which yeah you know was up there in my sort of top five of wishes but um, or frozen two that's out oh I really want to watch that I'm seeing but um but <laughs> yeah. um I chose knives out.
0: I'm Detective Lieutenant Elliot, and this is Trooper Wagner. We just want to ask a few questions. We understand the night of his demise,
2: the family have gathered to celebrate your father's 85th birthday.
0: How was it, by the way? The party. Pre-my dad's death. Oh, it was great.
1: I watched it on Sky Store. It is absolutely a wash with amazing people. It was slightly long, I yeah, think, was two hours, it? Two hours,
2: five minutes. I
1: thought it was longer than no,
2: that. No, it did feel longer than that, I have to say, but uh, no, two hours, five minutes. And it
1: was a classic, sort of, almost like Agatha Christie-esque, mm-hmm. whodunit. But all the way through, I was like, oh, I know, I know who's done it. I would never have guessed in a million years. Okay. It was so entertaining. Mm -hmm. But I've just got to talk you through the cast. So there was Jamie Lee Curtis. Yep. Now, we were discussing her earlier. How old is she? Can you... Does Uh, it say... Will you look up? So Jamie Lee Curtis, if you don't know who she is, she was an actress who was in um, a film called Trading Places. That's the first time I remember seeing her when I was a little girl. And... I remember thinking she was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen in my entire life. Mm. Um, she, I liked her because she had a slightly androgynous feel about her, but with a body, I mean, to die for. And then she did a film hilariously with John Travolta, which if you haven't seen it, there is a scene in a gym where she's the fitness instructor and John Travolta is in her class and it's called Perfect, the film. <laughs> Go and look it up on YouTube it is or if you're if you're listening by the entail app we will put a clip of it up there now
2: mm-hmm.
1: of Jamie Lee Curtis oh, doing you're gorgeous. oh gorgeous but the thrusting that goes on in mm. perfect i mean
2: it's yeah.
1: a, it's very very funny but anyway
2: 61
1: she's 61 yeah she looks great she has done nothing yeah. to her face and she's done many many shoots and stuff in magazines where and I pass no judgment on anybody that does whatever they want to their bodies, but it's so refreshing to see yeah. a face that has had absolutely nothing done. She's very expressive because of it. Mm-hmm. She can move every single bone in her, like, or, you know, yeah, wrinkle in her in face. face yeah. And I was thinking, you know, Don Johnson, who plays her husband, he can't do that.
2: <laughs> he's had a bit, of, a bit of a tweak.
1: He has had a bit of a tweak.
2: He looks very handsome in it, Don Johnson, though, I think. Yeah, he still he's looks very handsome. Good, it yeah. was quite
1: funny trying to explain to my daughter who Don Johnson was, yeah. I was like, it's Dakota Johnson's dad.
2: Is it? I didn't even know that.
1: Yeah. Really? Hang on.
2: <laughs> are you making this up?
1: <laughs> no, I don't think I am, but you always make me doubt myself. I'm gonna... Okay. Uh, what, are you gonna look that yeah, up? Yeah, I'll have look.
2: Dakota Johnson's
1: dad. So anyway, that was um, as my kids.
2: Yeah, Don Johnson. Thank you. Um,
1: As a sort of barometer for my kids, they got that. Okay. And obviously Chris Evans is in it. Yes. Um, Uh,
2: Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig is is
1: so good in it. His accent. Yep. I mean, I'm not American, obviously. I don't know for sure, but it felt extremely on point.
2: Yeah. Uh, Christopher Plummer. Christopher Plummer. Uh, Michael Shannon.
1: Michael Shannon, I'm just repeating everything you said. Yeah, yeah,
2: now. no, but I mean, it was just fully loaded with talent.
1: What I really liked about yeah. it was that um, that wasn't my bottom, by the way, that no, was no. my knee. Okay. Hang on, I'm going to do it again just to prove to you. See, that was my Gosh. knee yeah. um, on the wall. <coughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. What did you like about it?
1: That Chester, in the middle of it, turned around and said, I really like this film.
2: Mm. Yeah.
1: I thought that is a good litmus test, yeah, and isn't it? He Where 13? he's thirteen, mm-hmm. I'm fifty-two. I loved it as much as he did. Yeah, and that is a great, great film. What it's... did you think? Because I gave, I would give it an eight out of ten.
2: Eight out of ten. Um, I would give it a seven out of ten. Why think... is that? Basically, what happens in the film is that, no spoilers. Price uh, is that the, the story is laid out in front of you, and then it gives you a rough idea of what's happened. And then there's some puzzling things going on, and then Daniel Craig is a private detective who's been hired by an anonymous person to solve the crime. Now, why he's been hired anonymously is part of the puzzle, I guess, you all need to put together. And then the final 20 minutes of the film is Daniel Craig spelling out to the people in the film, but largely to us, the viewer, what has happened. And I felt a little bit like, if you really need to spell the story out that much, and you remove the capacity for the viewer to work it out for themselves, then there's a problem for me for the film. I thought they made it overcomplicated to the point where it needed to be explained to you, otherwise people would have left the cinema going, what? I didn't get it. But I much prefer a film that allows me to... To, to work Yourself. it out for myself. Mm. Yeah. I thought, please don't spell it out to me, they, please don't spell it out they to
1: hand me. They hand-held us through the yes. explanation. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Which, for some people, might be great, but for me, it was a bit like, I slightly wish you hadn't done that. However, there was a, one bit at the end where there was another twist that I wasn't expecting, and I really liked it, and then the film finished. And I thought, God, I'm so glad you put that in, because you did redeem. The film redeemed itself at that point. It's really clever. It's really stylistically shot. It's very beautiful looking. Um, it gets eight, eight on IMDb. Does it? Yeah, which is massive. Like nothing gets an eight. Same as me. Yeah, I
1: gave it an eight.
2: You gave it an eight. Yeah. Oh yeah, you did, you did. Um, it's a twelve a, and it says here it's two hours and eleven minutes long.
1: And I think that's why um, I really liked it because mm. it was a twelve a, that it was a film that the whole family can watch and enjoy.
2: You're absolutely right; the whole family could watch yeah. it. It's it's really good. It was directed by Ryan Johnson and written by Ryan Johnson. I have no idea who he is. No, never seen he's it before, great. But it was a it was a nice complex story. Christopher Plummer's brilliant in it, and the house, which is a character in itself, in the movie is also brilliant, wow, it's,
1: amazing. it's so nice and the situation of the house yeah. is absolutely beautiful. Can I ask you something, mm-hmm. is it, would it be true of a film that they'd be able to get a cast like that because it's a well-known director or, sorry that's my cat,
2: Dora? Um, well I think there's a couple of things, I think the, the writer writes the film and sends the script out and what you need is one big actor to say yes. And once they've got one person in the movie, I think other people then will start attaching attach themselves to it. So it'd be interesting to know whether they got Daniel Craig first or Christopher Plummer or Jamie Lee Curtis or Chris Evans or what. Yeah. But I'm guessing they managed to get one big player in there and then other people joined. Because it's quite an ensemble really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah.
1: The uh, granny's really funny. Oh The
2: granny's great, isn't the it? The granny's yeah. so funny.
1: She just doesn't say anything. She's very deadpan, but then she is key yeah. in the whole thing.
2: The the little blurb says a detective investigates the death of a patriarch of an eccentric, combative family. And it's great seeing the dynamics of the family um, because obviously there's a will that gets read out uh, and it's not what they were expecting. Uh, Definitely watch it while you're off. It's well, well and truly worth it. Would you like to try some Vimto?
1: yes i've been desperate to try this because we have thought that we might talk about this for weeks
2: yeah and i keep forgetting to bring it um, yes because i'm not sure you can get it in kent in, in sunbridge wells i'm not sure they sell vimto in middle england God,
1: you can get Vimto anywhere can't you well i've literally that you know no idea
2: i'm surprised you've not got any you've got a 13 year old boy who's not got a bottle of vimto in the house i don't I know even what know what going it on. is right so when i was a kid yeah vimto was the go-to drink i would say people of a slightly higher class went for ribena and Vimto, I think, was seen as a slightly more working-class drink. I had this for breakfast, I would say, throughout my entire childhood. Are you kidding? No, I had a slice, slice of sun-blessed white toast with loads of Lure pack on it and a glass of Vimto before oh, I went to school. Good. Yeah. So it is a fruit squash, so it's cordial. A lot of people will know, will know this, but I'm going to read out perhaps the ingredients. Well... A seriously mixed up blend of grapes, raspberries and blackcurrants, refreshingly fruity since 1908. It's been going. Okay. Now, I'm going to make you a cold one, but as a good friend of ours from Blackpool told me recently, you've got to make her a hot one as well. And I'd forgotten as kids, we used to drink hot Vinto quite a lot in the winter. So I'm going to go and boil the kettle. I'm going to make you a hot one or a cold one. And you can see what you like. Now, I like weak, cordial. I like them watery rather than sweet. So I'm going to go somewhere in the middle for you. And I know you're a sugar-free girl, but let me read out the ingredients. Yes, go on. It's got water in it. It's got sugar in it. It's got mixed fruit juices from concentrate, 10%, grape, blackcurrant, raspberry, citric acid, vinto-flavoring, whatever that means, including natural extracts of fruits, herbs, barley, malt, and spices, vegetables and plant extracts, acidity regulators, preservatives, blah, blah, blah. See, it's, it's got, got no C. sweetener in it. It does. It says vitamin C sweeteners are sucralose and... Oh,
1: sucralose. And Isn't it bad. interesting how, yeah. how many squashes now have added sweeteners I, as I, opposed to... It might be to
2: cheaper to make them with them. I don't, I don't know. It'd be worth looking into. I'm going to I pause wonder. and I'm going to go make them. I'll be back in enterfrastic yeah, the word enterfrastically is from an episode of Blackadder. Blackadder the Third, and it's where uh, Dr Johnson, who's written the dictionary, keeps coming round and Edmund Blackadder so irritated by him. He keeps making up words that won't be in the dictionary. And he says to Dr Johnson, he says, uh, wait here and I shall return enterfrastically. And you see Dr Johnson think, oh, it's a word I've missed from the dictionary. And then he just keeps putting in all these made up words. It's a bit of Richard Curtis's brilliance, I would have thought.
1: Can I uh-huh. uh, ask you how many times you've seen Blackadder?
2: Oh, God. I mean, Blackadder the third, I would say 500 times. I mean, like, I, I just couldn't even tell you how many times. Me and my brother got home from school, and we would just put on a VHS splitter of the whole series of Blackadder the third and watch that until my mum got home from work. Then she'd make tea, and we'd all sit down and watch More. more. And then we'd watch it end the stage. Do you think
1: Chester Chess would love it, right?
2: Black Out of the Third and Black Out of the Fourth are utterly brilliant. Yeah. Black Out of the Because I, fourth I saw it all, but I saw yeah. it
1: once, but you, you quote it so oh,
2: it's brilliantly
1: just, it's just, and eloquently and I think, My God It's
2: Everywhere. It's in my DNA. Anything that Ben Elton <laughs> and Richard Curtis wrote.
1: Yeah, what at, they at, were at, magic, at, weren't they? Yeah,
2: they were fantastic. The young ones, Filthy Rich and Cat Flap, all of that stuff. I mean, I can fantastic.
1: quote the young ones at
2: you. Yeah, well, I'd know mm. every, uh, every line, mm. I think, from that. Um, okay, so here we have Vento, okay. my darling. So try, is that hot or cold, that one?
1: That one's cold. Okay. Okay, so this is the cold one. Cold one. I'm smelling it. Mm-hmm. Not sure about the smell. Okay. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because immediately when I drank it at first,
2: yeah.
1: I was expecting Ribena mm. because um, Ribena, I, mm. being aspiring middle class when I was a child, <laughs> mm-hmm. we were like sort of like fallen middle class. We were.
2: Yeah, 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 absolutely. But you and, were Ribena kids, and right? And we were,
1: I was Ribena child. Mm. Isn't it funny that we're still all talking about class? It's ridiculous. Yeah, it is
2: ridiculous. Yeah. But it gives people some context, I think. So mm. it's okay.
1: Do you know what I think? It's got a lot more apple. Yes. It's got a lot more raspberry. Well, so su- raspberry is the thing that mm. I can taste.
2: Well, I was surprised that it said it had malt and spices in there, but you can I can definitely slice taste. Spicy.
1: But, you know, the danger is when you've got a drink like that is that the malt and spices can make it taste a bit um, fake. Yeah. And actually now now that you've said malt and spices, that's what I can taste. I okay. can taste a slightly different um mm-hmm. And now that I've had a few sips, I I I think I would prefer that to Ribena. Oh,
2: I, I'd go with this for Ribena, hands down. But all do you the know time. what I think
1: I'm going to prefer way more? A hot one, yes. Go for it. Hot drinks of any sort. Uh-huh. So in the evenings now, and mm-hmm. um, before I go to bed, rather than drinking caffeine, because you know I only survive on hot drinks mm-hmm. all day anyway, I drink eight cups of tea a day, and then after about six o'clock, I try and drink. Herbals. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can persuade me to have a cup of tea, but yeah. I generally, and I'll drink those strawberry raspberry twinings, yes. um, herbal drinks with a bit of honey in, but
2: don't tell anyone. Okay. It's not really sugar though.
1: Oh my God, hot Vimto! <laughs> <laughs> hot Vimto's where it's at. Forget yeah. cold Vimto. Right. Oh my God, it's so nice. Mm-hmm,
2: I'd forgotten as well. This is,
1: this is the get over COVID drink, no? Yeah, like,
2: I think you could pop this, in, a Disprin in there. It would this tastes
1: like dissolve your paracetamol mm-hmm. in the hot Vimto and yep. get better soon.
2: Yeah. Oh my God. Oh uh, my I'm God, amazed. I love it. Yeah, it's good, right?
1: It's I, soothing.
2: I, I went about a 10-year period where I forgot that Vimto even existed. And then my kids kind of went, can we get some Vimto? And I was like, hell yeah. And we bought it, and now we just buy it endlessly. And our kids go through it like nobody's business. But I tell you what the other good thing is. In the in the, wind, in the summer, sorry, vent to ice lollies, you know, in, in your oh, own freezer. You make them. You have I to bet. make them quite strong, and then put lolly sticks in them or whatever, stick them in the freezer. Oh, good Lord, you make such a good lolly.
1: But can I ask you something? So yeah. the bottle that you showed me earlier, yeah. was that concentrate?
2: Yes. So,
1: oh, so you've diluted this? I've diluted that, yeah, yeah. Okay, so... When you make the lollies, you make them quite strong, so yes. they, are, they have some kind of flavour. Yeah,
2: because otherwise they'd be a um, bit watery, yeah.
1: But I would like to throw in a, a sort of teeth warning, because mm-hmm. um, oh, the yeah. singing dentist might be listening
2: yeah. um, to and, the podcast. And the gut health Let's, doctor. And
1: the gut health doctor. <laughs> Let's not forget that this is loaded with sugar. Yes. And it's not a sort of morning, like, everyday drink, because it will literally ruin your teeth. Yeah. But as a treat, a hot Vimto
2: mm-hmm.
1: is going to be my thing. Really? Yes.
2: Oh, my God, I can't believe it. This is
1: so nice. You know when everybody's <sighs> drinking mulled wine at Christmas?
2: Yeah, you're going to go hot. That's vinto. what I'm
1: going to be having. You
2: could put a slice of orange in there, couldn't you?
1: Or some... Um, what are the... Cloves. V- like cloves, a, and a, thank
2: you. A, a, a cinnamon stick. Mm. Oh, my God, we pimped it up. We pimped, pimped it up. Pimped Pim- the Vimto.
1: Pimto. Pimto. Oh, <laughs> to get oh my God. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, very good. What are you going to give it?
1: Oh, t- like 10 out of 10. Wow, really? Hot, hot Vimto, 10 out of 10. You know, cold, like seven. I, don't, oh, I didn't like cold. the taste so much. It does taste very different. Oh. I wouldn't, I'd, rather have, I'd rather have water okay. if I need yeah. quenching. Okay. But I find this very comforting, and I also would find it very comforting and soothing if you've got a cold or <sighs> a cough, or you're in bed or you're yeah. not well. It feels medicinal. Mm. I mean, it's not, but yeah, it, 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 it feels it.
2: Well, my mum would have put a disparate in there when I was a kid. I don't think you get aspirin anymore, do you? They were like dissolvable yeah. paracetamol. Mm. But I would get that in a hot lint up.
1: I think we um, should talk about that. Okay.
2: So this is a book that I bought for you a while back, uh, probably last year at some point. And it came up on my uh, recommended Amazon list because of other books that I was buying. It's by somebody called Ryan Holiday, and it's called The Daily Stoic. And the blurb on the front is "366 Meditations on Wisdom, Perseverance, and the Art of Living." It is a book with every day, so you can you know 366 days in a year, arguably. So there's 366 bits of philosophy here from the Stoics. Um, Just explain being, who the Stoics are. It's a, a very broad philosophy, but um,
1: Stoicism. Stoicism. Yes, yeah, sorry,
2: is a school of holistic hellenistic philosophy founded in athens in the third century bc so
1: greek philosophers
2: yes and it's all based on the idea of um virtue i guess yes
1: can i just say something please because i got so excited Mm
2: -hmm.
1: when i realized that ryan holiday's i think between you and me i think Mm. it's ryan holiday's favorite stoicist Mm -hmm. was marcus aurelius okay And Marcus Aurelius wrote meditations, Mm -hmm. which were his musing. He was an emperor and it was his musings on all the other Stoics philosophies and his take on them. Mm -hmm. And it was like a private diary to himself. It wasn't a book that he was writing for general consumption. It was... It was wisdom that he was trying to remind himself of. It was some sort of incredibly wise diary. Anyway, lots of people are reading his meditations now. We both um, yeah. have a copy of it, which we're trying to pass through. But Marcus Aurelius was in Gladiator. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> and he was brilliant, right? And he was brilliant. And he so was, I was very really, stoic. What I really was so excited by, I was like, oh my God, I can sort of see who he was and for some reason after i'd watched gladiator the first time i'd convinced myself that russell crowe was marcus aurelius but he yes. wasn't it was um what the emperor the emperor was it yes marcus aurelius was the emperor look up russell crowe's character name in gladiator i thought that was marcus no, aurelius. look it up no it okay, wasn't
2: okay um russell crow uh, Gladiator. I went Gladiator. through this in bed We should just
1: um, the other night.
2: Um, Gladiator
1: is a great movie, by the way. It is a top 100. You should watch it.
2: Yes, it is superb, isn't it?
1: Chester absolutely loved it. It has aged so beautifully, that film. Brilliantly directed. Ridley Scott?
2: I think it is Ridley Scott. And it was Oliver Reed's final performance in anything.
1: Oh, yeah. And of course, Joaquin Phoenix. Plays an absolutely evil emperor, um,
2: But what, what you, succeeded
1: at Marcus Aurelius.
2: Oh, really? Yes. So was Marcus Aurelius... The emperor. Oh, he's Maximus. Yes. So Marcus Aurelius was Richard Harris, which yes. is the dad. Yes. Oh, of course. But the dad of
1: Joaquin Phoenix, but he didn't like Joaquin Phoenix, so he wanted Maximus to take over. Yeah. And then Joaquin Phoenix ruined his life
2: okay sent him off yes oh, spoiler yeah yeah okay so marcus aurelius was a very famous stoic and he wrote these great philosophies on uh, life and a lot of them are in the daily stoic so shall we read out today's for instance? yes uh, so what is it today the 23rd of march i read this uh, this morning it's called the straight jacketed soul uh, and it's written by a Seneca, 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 and it was from a bunch of stuff he wrote called Moral Letters. Okay, the diseases of the rational soul are long standing and hardened vices such as greed and ambition. They have put the soul in a straitjacket and have begun to be permanent evils inside it. To put it briefly, this sickness is an unrelenting distortion of judgment. So things that are only mildly desirable are vigorously sought after. I guess Ryan Holiday then writes a little piece of a, a kind of an interpretation.
1: And I love the way he does this. Well, because yeah. sometimes I'll read the I'll read the reading and I'll mm. think I will think I don't really, I don't understand, really understand it. That, yeah. I understood that. Yes, but I didn't. I, there are lots in there that I don't really understand. So
2: just to give you the, the first bit of this, Ryan then Holiday then talks about the the financial disaster of the late two thousands. Hundreds of smart, rational people lost trillions of dollars worth of wealth. How could such smart people have been so foolish? These people knew the system, knew how the markets were supposed to work, and had managed billions, if not trillions of dollars, yet almost to a person, they were wrong and wrong to the tube of a global market havoc. And I guess what he's doing and what he does brilliantly is he takes these really ancient bits of philosophy and says, This is how they're still playing out today, like how corrupt human nature is, that we're still being guided by these misfortunes. And
1: how pertinent is that reading to today?
2: Yeah, no. considering what's going on. I
1: mean, that's so weird. Mm. The sickness of unrelenting distortion of judgment, greed and ambition... Mm. You know, it's level, level playing feed. No greed, no ambition. Mm. Nothing's happening. No one's doing anything. Mm. You can't be greedy. There's nothing to be greedy for. You can't buy anything.
2: Uh, but arguably it was born out of greed, perhaps. Yes. You know. well, well, maybe. All, all problems are, I think.
1: But Ryan Holiday, we rather love Ryan Holiday. Oh,
2: he's superb. And
1: um, I've listened to his book, The Obstacle is the Way, and I'm going to yeah. review that next okay.
2: time. But um, I would go on to Amazon or whatever and buy yourself a coffee of this. It can't be much, six ninety nine or something like that it is superb I bought my 16 year old son a copy of it for uh, Christmas I've caught him reading it (laughs) I mean he didn't read it at all for (laughs) the first month or two but now I see him. he gets up in the morning he reads it and uh, whether he takes it in or not I don't know but I don't think anything can nothing bad can come from reading this book only good so I would highly recommend it I'd give it an absolute clear 10 out of 10 10
1: out of 10 I'm Um, with you 10 out of 10 absolutely
2: loved it We could do a couple of little things, which is that the Archbishop of Banterbury on Instagram. (laughs) How good is that? Oh my
1: God. Wait, get off this podcast now and go and listen to Nicola Sturgeon being voiceovered by somebody and in fact Nicola Sturgeon has just posted she
2: posted it she the said
1: Archbishop it. of Banterbury's post yeah. about her which was so cool of her yeah it's
2: a very very good thing um, to do because it's a bit sweary and it's very it's very, very rude, sweary but uh, it makes a very pertinent point so yeah the Archbishop of Banterbury on Instagram um, thanks very much for listening this is, uh, thank all, you all, always an utter pleasure to yeah. do and thanks ever so much for uh, listening and engaging with us and talking to us and stuff and like that
1: also, I just want to put another shout out. Yeah, yeah. If anybody has got anything that they would like us to review, please get in touch.
2: Marvellous. You Thank can get you. in
1: touch at um, our Instagram page, yeah. Making the Cut podcast.
2: The podcast. Um, also, I'm getting a huge amount of uh, questions about people wanting to know what to do with their hair while they can't go to Mostly from me. Yeah, from you, but uh, lots of other people as well. Uh, and my Instagram page, at MD London, you're welcome to DM me there and ask me anything you want in relation to what you'd like to do with your hair. But will you post stuff
1: on your page, I'm going to start posting stuff on my page, um, yeah. We all, I mean, especially about things like people are going into complete panics about colouring. I mean, what do you do if you can't get to your colourist for three months?
2: Yeah, I can absolutely help you out Mm. there as best I can. And if you need to cut your own fringe or do anything like that, I can give you a few pointers on all of that stuff. On a slightly rude
1: note, I was thinking how um, funny it's going to be that a lot of women who wax Mm -hmm. um, their intimate areas um, aren't going to be able to get to the waxers if they don't laser they're going to revisit a natural bush yeah Um, it's going to be it's going to be quite something it's
2: going to be a trend it's
1: going to be a trend yeah I mean the whole world is going to change we're going to have natural bushes it's going to be amazing
2: the poem's never going to quite look (laughs) the same again (laughs) 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 on that bombshell (laughs) Um, we'll speak to you next week
0: See you. Bye.